Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Grow Out Loud. This season we're talking all about money but this episode, episode number 10, we're talking about the things we're scared to talk about. Aren't we Claire? Hi. Hello. How are you? Yeah, we just, we just, listeners, this is, this is going to be the last one in the, in the, in the series of money. So we're like, well, what did we not cover? And why didn't we talk about these things? And we were both going, I don't want to talk about those things. So you're going to, you know, see the skeletons in our closet today. Yeah. Or hear the skeletons in our closet. Yeah. We're going to have, we're going to be itching. So Claire. Mm. <laughs> this shut is, up i love alone. it i love it like we're into like what is this episode 40 50 something and now we're like getting oh and whole season about money because that's uncomfortable and now episode 10 we're into the okay let's really dig let's actually because i think well th- because it's our show and nobody's telling us what to talk about we will avoid the things that we are uncomfortable talking about we will do comfort uncomfort uncomfortable conversations to the extent of all right that's enough yeah, yeah but this yeah, one yeah. we decided to you know go for it and edge uh, out of that comfort zone a wee bit more pull back the curtain well, and, and the reason that it's interesting is because our our list our, our, <laughs> our lists are kind of opposite yeah like the things that you don't want to talk about are the things that i'm slightly more comfortable with well there's a bit of overlap there also yeah, so yeah, should, yeah. You, you go first I don't want to go first you go first tell me some tell me one thing that you've been kind of not wanting to talk about all season um what how to deal with refunds and unhappy clients yeah that is I absolutely um cannot extricate myself from taking that personally it's, isn't it yeah it's like yeah break that break it down break it down for me Edine. tell me a little bit more about about why that's well it's clearly so uncomfortable because we get paid for our services and our services are delivered by us and by being paid it kind of validates the fact that you're good enough mm-hmm. and then they want their mm-hmm. money back if they're not happy does that mean i'm not good enough mm-hmm mm-hmm and I think particularly the work that I do, I think, you know, a lot of the people that I work with are just so pleased to feel comfortable in front of a camera. And yeah. they're so relieved to have photos of themselves that they are really happy with. Yeah. That then when someone tells me, I don't like this photo, or I don't like these photos, I take that as, okay, what have I done wrong? Where yeah. have I failed them? that's my immediate response yeah. now when I rationalize it and I go out further I can say okay well society has failed us all like everybody who's been socialized as a woman but also men too we are yeah, also. we are being failed continuously by the media and by the portrayal of you know celebrities and marketing all of those things to believe that there is something wrong with our bodies and to believe that we should be ashamed of their natural functions and Mm. their normal shapes and that goes back you know to colonial times you know and othering the non-western body othering the you know the the 
the the non-ideal like the closer you are to the white western you know middle class upper class whatever that they are the beauty ideals and it it does change over time but it doesn't really change you know and and I think especially over the last couple of years as we've all been kind of both um constantly seeing ourselves on zoom and also never really seeing ourselves outside and amongst other people yeah like there's just there's a lot there to deal with and I can I can rational I can understand that on one level but then when I have somebody who comes to me or you know we're in a conversation they say oh I look awful in that photo or you know like okay well I should have I should have done better I should mm-hmm. have you know and of course there there will be times when I could have and should have done better but then there are also times when it's not it's not me and it's not you either it's yeah. you know it's the way that um our lenses are so distorted I think mm. but I think um yeah so I think I take it very much to heart that it's my job to make people feel happy about their photos but like I can't do that in one photo shoot yeah you can't make anybody feel anything exactly <laughs> That's not your job but it's, yeah. it's also it's creative work as well because there's always that um I know Tara bite the biscuit Tara um talks about it as well of like the creative work and how you feel other people should respond to it and that they should be delighted um and it's like just the creative work is subjective as well i mean it's not it's yes there's the body image part of it as well i'm speaking like i mean from my work from my uh design and websites and stuff like that i've moved into strategy um but like having a deliverable that somebody can look at and react to like creating creative work is it's yeah. incredibly stressful because you're you're putting a lot of if you, if you feel you're doing your best work and they still don't like it mm-hmm. that's you know a punch in the guts of mm-hmm. you're not good at this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that's and that, and it sometimes is the fact that they had a different idea in their head and i think if you were to do the numbers of how many people didn't ask for a refund? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And and really and truly, like, it really hasn't happened that often. Mm. Um, but it is, it is one of those things that I find very difficult to deal with. And, yeah. and I, I wouldn't, wouldn't question somebody. I wouldn't, um, you know, engage in a... Or I haven't in the past, like I haven't engaged in a, in a why with someone, oh, well, clearly it's my fault. So, okay, let's go. But yeah. What can I do to make this better? And, you know, because there is a, an, an element of responsibility and, you know, people sign up. With, so is it, you know, is it a fault of managing expectations? Is it a fault of uh, failing to show up fully? Like, or you know, a wrong fit? client wise absolutely and that will happen and we can you know no matter how how many times I say <clears throat> like I will never work with somebody unless I feel like they are the absolute like unless I feel like we're a really good fit like, I think people can still get through yeah that. you know they can um like we can fool ourselves to the extent that you know we can fool other people sometimes too mm. so um yeah that's yeah, definitely for sure 
Yeah, that's definitely something. And I, and I think you nailed it. It is because it feels quite personal and it mm. feels like... For creative work especially. Mm. And and like one-on-one work as well, like the, the real personal stuff, um, the real personal work that, you, that people do and... I'm talking like kind of coaching and therapeutic services or like any kind of one-on-one stuff. It's, it's very hard not to take it personally because you're mm-hmm. like, I don't like you. Mm-hmm. You will not be paid. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, and, it, and it's the intangibility of it as well, I suppose. Like, you know, if you buy a product that isn't fit for purpose or that doesn't make it to you in one piece or whatever, ah, okay, you have a, there is, there is something that is wrong it can be replaced or it can be yeah. repaired or whatever. But when it comes to like that subjective nature of creative work, yeah. the, 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 and often people can't tell you why they don't like something or, or why, why they, it's harder to tell people why you do like something, I think, but like it can be difficult to, to pinpoint the whys. <clears throat> so I think that can be, uh, that can be an issue. Okay, I've shown- Have, you, have oh, you ever asked for a refund from somebody? For more than like, you know, 50 quid or something. No, absolutely not. Hmm, interesting. How about you? I don't think so. No, like I barely, I wouldn't even send wine back. That was bad. No, I've sent wine back. That was bad. That's probably the only time I've ever asked for like a refund or a replacement. I don't think so either, actually. Yeah. Hmm, maybe there's something there too. Yeah. Are we going to go deeper on this one or are we going to keep going on the list of... I don't know, our... do you, do you want to pick up the I wind? did one, you need to do one too. Yeah, I showed you one of mine. <laughs> I showed you, like, oh, one boob. She showed me one boob. <laughs> <laughs> there was no boobs, I'm joking. It's not that kind of show. Um, <laughs> so there was a whole lit, long list of admin stuff that I was too uncomfortable to talk about because I just... I basically just, I don't understand. I don't understand any of it and, you know, get my accountant to tell me what to do and stuff like that. But one of the biggest ones was earnings and how I don't like to talk about how much I earn. Like this is a conversation that we had when we decided to do this series. Uh, we, you were, you were going through your books and like, oh yeah, I can share this income from that year and this in, and how much profit. When we were doing the profit first episode and you were so on top of it and so happy to just shout out your numbers. I just, I got super uncomfortable thinking, am I going to have to share how much I earn now? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was uncomfortable for a number of reasons. You know, if like if somebody's quoting like a seven figure income and all of that stuff that happens online with big coaches and like programs and stuff, and they talk about their earnings. And I mean, I earn what I need to earn and I know what enough is and my highest priority is having time and taking time and doing things with my time but that means I just don't work as much which means that that's obviously reflected in my income and I don't want to be judged on my income I don't want to think people people I don't want people to think that my advice or my strategy is not valuable because I'm not helping them to get to eight figures and seven figures and stuff Mm -hmm. but like that's that was like it was a real trigger for me like when we, we were, when you were like saying like, let's talk about our money. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I can't. Mm-hmm. And also I like, you know, the story of like when you have a baby and you take a bunch of time off, I mean, you get some money from the government and stuff, but 
from that year. I mean, you're not making that much money and maybe the year after. So I've had two of those. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So essentially four of those years. And now I've pivoted away from having a deliverables-based service to like a consultancy-based service. And in that pivot, you know, there's always going to be a dip. So I went off on a rant there, Aideen. But like, it, it was really triggering to think that I don't want people to know how much I earn because I don't want them to think that I can't help them earn more than that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It it is. It's a credibility thing. Um, But you don't market yourself as a six figure, 25 coach. So, I mean, I I have helped people to get to six figures. I have, but that's not my agenda. Yeah. My agenda is to help people show up in a way that doesn't exhaust them and make them feel inauthentic and I want to help people to connect with other people online in a way that feels good and does actually get them paid to do the work that they love but mm. um yeah the income thing I even I hesitated because of the I'm doing I'm running a challenge the five days to 5k mm-hmm. and I was like oh everybody was telling me all of the people in the the kind of the marketing world were saying put a specific number on it and people will tune in. And I'm like, I don't want to make those promises because maybe that's not what they want. But um, yeah, the money thing and making promises of this is how much you can earn, that makes me extremely uncomfortable. And yet, it's a big part of what I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think, I think it's very natural to feel that way though as Mm. well. and to be honest like we when we talked about those number of things I think if I had actually shared the like more specific I'd probably be regretting it still (laughs) you know there might have been a bit of like kind of bravado there Mm. um that's a good word actually bravado yeah, yeah yeah um there I I just I don't know if you heard me clicking there I had a bookmark saved and the title of it was like, this is what a six figure business actually looks like. Yeah. Um, but the, the, it's link all is, outgoing. The link is dead. Um, but it's I because had, they went out of business. Yeah. Oh. I had a conversation Sorry, grapes. with grapes. someone a couple of years ago and uh, something about a six figure business. Oh. The business had earned six figures. It mm. wasn't in one year or anything. And I was like, well, we oh, have a six figure business. I've got a six figure business then. But like, what's that? Multiple like, six figures, darling. Yeah, like, what even is that? Like, it's just, it's such... Bullshit. It's such bullshit. It is such <laughs> bullshit. And they think anybody who's still listening to us at this stage in the game is so aware that we are, we are here for the lifestyle. We are here yeah. for a better way in business and in life. Yeah. And I think... That is because we are the, you know, we're parents, we are, you know, dependent on, we're managing homes, we're doing all those things. So the next thing on my list is this whole thing of like scaling or growing the company or actually yeah. like accumulating mm. wealth. Like, as I'm saying this now, I'm thinking maybe the reason that I'm afraid to talk about things like that is because I feel like I don't have that capacity because you know, I, I'm almost afraid to even think that way because, well, I have a child who depends on me. I have a husband who 
you know, depends on me to to manage the home to a certain extent, you know, um, as as much of a a, a team as we are, like there are yeah. those very, you know, kind of um, boring heteronormative roles that we fall into a lot of the times. Um, but yeah, I think the not wanting to talk about things like that is because I'm afraid I, I don't have the capacity to ever reach those kind of you know and like you know we talk about like a six figure like a six figure income in one year yeah like a six figure salary like a, a, yeah. a minus outgoings like a six figure like profit what you, yourself. what you pay yourself I honestly would fear that I would ever have that kind of capacity so I think that's probably um quite a, a thing for me as well you know there's mm. the, it's like well too much of the other stuff to do and so you know yeah. is it that thing of like we're kind of confirming each other's bias in that like we're here for the lifestyle we're here for time we want to spend time with our families but actually do we have a choice you yeah know? oh that's an interesting angle on it I mean I'd never scale my business because I just don't want my days to be <laughs> I don't have to talk to people if I don't want to <laughs> I mean I, I like I mean I have a very close relationship with most of my God, that sounds so creepy. <laughs> Hello, client. No, but I get, I care about each of my clients and I know yeah. what's going on in their business and I know that, um, I know to kind of help them navigate, I don't know, personal, not personal stuff, but uh, how they're feeling and how they're showing up. That's a huge part of what I do. And if I was to scale, what else, somebody else would be doing that? Or, I don't know. Um, I kind of, I I I I want to retain that kind of that care that I have, um, and also I don't want somebody writing my my words and creating my graphics because I'm a graphic designer and I love to write. <laughs> mm. But I think like I'm I'm an uh, do I have to say I'm an ex graphic designer now because I don't provide I don't sell those services in the same way mm. anyway. But I think scaling for me scaling in terms of more than a company of one, that's just not the kind of that's not the way I want to spend my time. I, that's, that's, that would be a, the key reason for that. I think the capacity to, to earn that is definitely there with you and I. Um, but I just don't want to have to have an office and loads of people and be responsible for somebody else's salary and have that constant pressure. I'm so flexible now. Mm. Like we're going away for another week's holidays <laughs> next Amazing. week. Amazing. As a family of four because the kids are off school. Um, and like you can't get that time back. The, you know that dude, um, Stephen Bartlett. Bartlett. Oh yeah, at Stephen. Just Stephen. Yeah. The CEO, millionaire, mind. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that young, guy. The young fella. The young fella. Um, the he is. I don't know. I think I've, my algorithm is caught in a loop of seeing this one post from him, <laughs> <laughs> or like this one reel with his voice on it. It's like the mistake that everybody makes in their life is they think they have more time yeah like we always think we'll have oh I'll do it next year or I'll, I, I'll do it when I retire or like this is what my dad like he died in his 60s he'd always saved up his traveling to his retirement and then he got sick and he passed away so it's like you always think you have more time but in fact <laughs> it's the only resource that you can't get more of absolutely so that's like my thing and I don't want my life to be run in an agency dude no mm. thanks mm. 
it's, it's just not my thing. Good luck to anybody who wants to do that, but that's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. And you, the, the delegation thing, in order to have both that scale of work and then mm. to have the uh, like a life that there has to be a huge amount of delegation and like I've had this conversation loads lately I'd love to have an assistant on shoots yeah. but I absolutely cannot risk um altering that space yeah you know and like I don't know if that's just me kind of having this idea that I, I do more than I do like I don't know how how true that is but I know from having worked as a as a wedding photographer and having had a, a second photographer with me at weddings mm. that even with like a oh, 200 people wedding that a second photographer has the capacity to kind of get in my way or put me off a little bit or yeah you know so if it's just one Such person diva, Aiden. get out of my way <laughs> photographer it's so true but you know like to have that in that like large scale situation and mm-hmm. then like if you hone that down to like a one-on-one and then somebody is there with the a, energy changes with a wrong the wrong energy the bad vibes I don't know how I could do like so I, I couldn't possibly there there is no delegation and when it comes to I would say like for a lot of the people who listen to us as well there is there is an element of like there's the magic work that you do there's the stuff that only you can do. And yeah. then of course there is the there's the other stuff. There's the admin, there's the like the things that could be outsourced. Mm-hmm. But there is an element of like that that magic. Um Oh, that's a good point. Like I think there's I mean, just to to get coachy for a second, mm-hmm. there's I'm always on the lookout for the assumptions. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the kind of it's the they're the things that can re- lead you down a wrong path. Yeah. Um, like in the exercise that I'll be doing tomorrow with my uh, my challenge group is like to go back to the source mm. to go back to the source of things and, and to kind of try and see past assumptions and it's definitely my assumption would be I wouldn't like to run an agency I wouldn't like to have to come in and say hello to everybody and or like delegate work to people or constantly be responsible for somebody else's salary or that's an assumption. Maybe I would love it. Maybe I'd love running the team. I love running mm. group calls. I love running group. I love running big meetings like I do here with my mastermind. Yeah. Um, and you do maybe, it so well. Maybe I'd love it. Oh my God, I love it so much, Aideen. Yeah. It's bananas. But it's um, the idea of, the, it's the responsibility for other people's salaries. That's that, the thing that I, that's the source. That's definitely mm. where I, I get to that and I can get no further. It's like, Maybe I'd hate to run it day to day. Maybe I'd love it. But something that I don't want is to be responsible for somebody else's salary. Mm. But maybe that's an assumption as well, that when I have my super team, (laughs) they'll do a great job of getting clients in. But that was always my job. So like the assumption that I'm kind of talking about myself again, but talking to you about is like to change that energy. It's like it is that kind of hiring problem that you you hear a lot about online these days in, in the bigger offices that hiring is such a crucial thing because the power is in the hands of the employee. Mm. Like, do I want to take this job? So it's about finding that right person. So the assumption is that I wouldn't find the right person who could fit into that energy and allow that magic to happen. But maybe it could be amplified with another person. Oh, there's the magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the assumptions, getting back to the source, that's something that we're, that's something that we're going to be doing tomorrow in our, in our, um, in our group call. But, um, 
always looking for those assumptions. Like even at, this is why I love this subject today. The things that were uncomfortable, the, the really, the things that we like that kind of gut squeezy feeling of like, I don't want to talk about that. And it just allows you to kind of get past the assumptions of like, this is why I hate it. Oh, actually maybe not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, another, what else you got? Another thing that came up that we haven't looked at this season at all is um pensions and financial planning yeah and i think we've kind of stayed away from that because i think we just kind of touched on a little bit like we don't Mm. really feel like we're credible enough to talk about things like that. i'm a graphic designer Mm. (laughs) sorry Mm -hmm. no Um, i'm i'm that's a a terrible thing to say i'm a graphic designer that's not to say the graphic designers can't be incredibly money savvy I personally, um, the financial planning and pensions part of it, it just always seems like something that it's just not interesting to me. But I guess it will be interesting when I go to retire Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I have the money there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, like my my mom actually became an old age pensioner this month. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yes. Congratulations ah, good to for her. her. Yeah, exactly. Good, good for, for her. her. So she's still working. So, um, yeah, so she hasn't retired yet. So she, but she's getting oh, her she's state pension. Of age. Yeah. Indeed. So as opposed to my dad, he retired um, a couple of years ago, but still isn't of pension age yet. He took a slightly early retirement. Because huh. in the pattern amongst our families, um, she is older than he. Uh, which just happens to bear out across many generations and many strands of our families, which I think mm-hmm. is so interesting. But um, she got her state pension into her bank account the morning of her birthday. She was so, so, so pleased. Free money, baby. She well, was... you worked your life for it, but... Exactly. And like, you know, if that had been... So she was in the workforce until my brother was born in the 80s. So he was born just a year after me and then she was out of the workforce for 15 20 years so she wasn't getting any stamps or anything like that Mm. so if she hadn't gone back into um paye work and getting her or prsi stamps or whatever um i don't know how that would have worked for her um I, I don't do know, know anything. That, Stamps no. just feels like there's a little book somewhere and there's yeah, like stickers going be, into I think. it. I think it okay. used to be. Well, like it's probably an ink stamp. But um, but it, like until relatively recently, like the Irish government didn't um, acknowledge, you know, so like a lot of people who are like out of work for um, reasons of disability or lack of support to be able to work. Mm. or people who are working within the home their work wasn't acknowledged in stamps so their um contributory pension oh look this is why we're not talking about this because i don't i don't know enough i don't understand a bit but of, i, no, I do all. know that it was changed also i'm not in ireland <laughs> yeah well exactly um but i do know that it was changed relatively recently and i, I just i know that like so my mom had to go and find her pps number from you know when she worked as a civil servant so she had she went and found a payslip like up in the attic or whatever she had to do you know she had to complete a fair bit of paperwork to be able to get this and 
I think it was a real sense for her of there was a sense of accomplishment there like as in she she'd done all the paperwork and she'd made everything happen but she'd lined it all up so that she did actually get paid on the day of her birthday but I think there was also a sense of accomplishment of yeah I'm a pensioner and I'm actually still going to work this morning on my birthday and she said for the first time ever she went around telling everybody that day that it was her birthday and like she wouldn't normally do that and I think there is really this sense of like you know I mean certainly in my family um like a lot of women and, and even amongst my friends now there are women who they have had children and so now they stay at home they don't they don't work outside the home and like I think it's very easy like that's um it's something that it, it's in our culture it's in our DNA it's in our family stories that you know granny worked at home and or granny had a great big job until she got married or whatever you know so there, there are those stories mm. um and I think uh I, I feel like I've kind of veered off a little bit here but it is this whole idea of like like women making money and I, I suppose my point is that we're almost so new to this concept of us ah, making our own yeah. money that's that the thing of like dealing with like pensions and income protection and all this like financial planning stuff it's the it has been the realm of men and of men with money for such a long time and it's not that's not the realm of even a a man who's running a farm in Ireland a lot of the time you know so like these are things that are so so new to us that Mm. it is it is difficult and hopefully like our children will have much more ease around financial planning but at the same time maybe not you know and and when I when I went to get my pen I have a pension that I pay into myself and my first um pension that I took out I actually like my money was stolen (laughs) I signed a contract but I was paying like extortionate fees and when I took that to my current financial planner person they were just astounded that I had like of my pension whatever I paid into my pension pot I had less than half was actually there as excessive. Do you know what that's that's an important thing to point to uh, as well because the money thing is so scary and we're like oh I don't know here's some money but I hope to you deal with my money I will didn't, you exactly I didn't and talk the trust to anybody about it of somebody who comes in like going oh I'll take your money and I'll put it yeah. into a pension for you and yeah. then they bugger off with it yeah or bugger off with half of it or like it's written in that they're going to take half of it and yeah. you're like oh, okay uh, what is that how it works okay bye yeah and that's like that's the, the financial literacy thing of it and that's why trusting your your advisors is such an important thing because trusting them and maybe having them be available to, to explain how it's working as well. Because or, that's, or I, having somebody at like a second set yeah. of eyes, you know, somebody yeah. else. Somebody who's not the one who's due to profit from it as well. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I think because exactly that, there's, there's the shame around the, the illiteracy. Or the not so, knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, I yeah. went to this person whom I trusted and I... I, I I put my trust in them and they they like I mean they understood what they were doing on some level and I'm sure that was they don't accidentally take your money no 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 
It, like, it was it was absolutely devastating. Mm. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a huge amount of. It money. didn't go on for years either. No, it was about a year and a half though. What? Like it was, yeah, like it was into that second year because, of course, in the second year, then I, I like, oh, let's double what you're putting in because you're doing so well. Your business is growing. <laughs> um, but it was that shame of having been taken for a for ride. A ride. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, oh, well done for and, speaking about it. Yeah, and the shame of not can say not not showing it to anybody, not talking to anybody else about it. Like I could have, there are people in my life that I could have gone to, Yeah, you know, in my personal and professional life, I could have mm. talked, I could have talked to somebody else, but I thought this was just how it was. Yeah. And, um, and I think that until we start having, so, so this is so interesting, Claire, we're, we're at the coming to, we were at the end of this <laughs> season, we talked about, we've talked heavy air quotes here. We've talked about money all throughout this season. And yet now we're only getting to the point where we're admitting <laughs> how financially illiterate we really are. You know, well, the taxes, taxes, like, you know, you know, but you I'm, don't need to also, okay, you need to be financially illiterate. You don't need to know where your money's going and how to yeah. get the money and yeah. how much is enough and how much to price things for and the well, fact that you have to pay things. But you don't have to be a complete expert in like investments pensions funding no but and also you need to be at the point where there is money before you can start yes. getting into that conversation there's, there's no but not much of a conversation if there's no money yeah so i think this is very interesting because you and i we we know how to make money we know how to manage the money that's coming in and out of our business mm. so now like is this like investments pensions getting a real handle on your taxes is that the next money learning for us now oh well yeah i can't or speak is about it, it. Yeah, you know? I can't speak about it, but what I what I do know is that I get such anxiety around these things, like literally physical shakes. I don't I don't feel good when it comes to these kind of things. So I will, I have an accountant, and they that team is setting me up with all of the other things, moving me away from things that were too expensive, and it. it my sister-in-law is it my she's brilliant like and she found these people and she works with them as well and trusts them and helped me look at the paperwork there that what we were offering me and and I don't need to know anymore yeah. <laughs> well that's it too because you, you can't I don't want to use all my brain power for for that stuff I know that I have a people I have a team of people who are honest and who are regulated like in France you can't really take the piss like that because yeah. <laughs> it's so regulated yeah um but like I, I don't want to think about it anymore. Yeah. And and that's that's a really healthy place to be as well. It's yeah, you know, you have to un you have to understand where your strengths are and if mm. you can find somebody that you trust. Um I think, you know, I think that's like you can't you can't do everything. You can be oh, the yeah. bookkeeper in your business, but you can't file your like filing your accounts that but obviously this is the company of one thing as well, like isn't it? Paul Jarvis talks about mm. in, in the book Company of One the the fact that you are running the show, you are working solo, but that doesn't mean to say you have to do every single thing. Mm. You know, you have an accountant, you have a financial advisor, you have a coach, you have somebody doing graphics for you you have copy maybe somebody as well but they're not your employees mm -hmm. you can definitely and always having a sounding board and 
always being part of a community that is such an important thing does anybody know anybody does anybody know somebody who can recommend that Absolutely, kind of thing because that that pension person i have since told so many people and warned people off that exact agreement because yeah. we were having those little conversations and they mentioned it to me but i hadn't mentioned it to anybody myself mm. you know and mm-hmm. um, i got another question for you claire Uh-oh. taking us slightly Gulp. away yeah has anything changed for you over the course of the last couple of months that we've been recording this season it has yeah um so i've definitely so the shame part of it that we mm-hmm. just kind of talked about um i always was quite kind of ashamed of like how little i knew about anything after I've earned the money and it goes into the account and it's supposed to be sent other places I was like ah I always panicked I always freaked out and I was always very ashamed of really not knowing what to do after that like I mean I run mastermind a mastermind group an in-person mastermind group here in Montpellier and I have a mastermind group with my one-on-one strategy clients it's like the hive mind where we all get together and like the area of expertise that I have I'm I feel great about it. I'm strong. I know what I'm doing. I can handle it. I'm constantly learning and I love it. And I do money is a part of that because we we set income goals and stuff like that. And then as soon as a question comes up about and then what should I do with this money as in profit and tax and I'm like I don't know. I don't know. And I was always so ashamed that I didn't know. But the course of doing this, it's like so many people have that. And it's not my job. I'm not an accountant or a financial advisor. I'm not supposed to know this stuff, but I do know that you're supposed to get good advice on this stuff yeah. so that you're not ripped off and so that you have got like something for your future put away as well. Yeah. My mother would be very embarrassed. She is the queen of paperwork <laughs> when it comes to like financial and squirreling and saving for the future. She did an amazing job with the, their finances when we were growing up. Amazing. I did not inherit that. I did not get that from from her side, but and unfortunately, I'm in France, so she can't do it for me in in this system because it's all in French. But yeah, I didn't inherit it, and but I'm I'm letting go of that shame. That's gorgeous. How about you? Um. Well, I think for for me, it's been very practical. Uh, mm. like I re-implemented the profit first system. Aha. Uh-huh, yeah. Which has yet again changed how i think about everything mm-hmm. um and it's changed like and i've i've been very very um uh what's the word kind of proactive i suppose uh, in a in a newfound way of like reaching my 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 targets you oh, know yeah. because i'm very i know exactly how much my enough is and I'm looking at my account going, ooh, it's payday in two days' time. Is there any is there any invoices I need to call in? Mm-hmm. Um, what what do I need to do to, to get to this? Like, you know, is there another couple of hundred quid I can find somewhere that mm-hmm. you know? So that has been that's been really good. And and it's just been like interesting kind of looking at the psychology behind it for us. Like, you know, that like kind of airing out all that. Um the shame and yeah. the and, and looking at it like looking as to where a lot of this stuff has come from like I think I'm just kind of putting um 
putting myself and my business into the like you know I mentioned my mom earlier and I've mentioned my my grandparents so like putting myself into the context of mm-hmm. my family and you know our our collective kind of money story and money mm-hmm. experiences um so yeah so a little bit then yeah, yeah awesome just a little bit. I think like like as ever we're the ones who are benefiting from yeah. these conversations yeah so Claire I feel like we're kind of wrapping up here um but before we go can you tell us a little bit about our uh, podcast award nomination oh our podcast award nomination oh that old thing yes it is through women who do led by Emma she is a fantastic community leader um, we met at a networking group and she runs these really great online networking. It's one of the nicest networking things I've attended. So it's Ooh. not just everybody waiting their turn to pitch. Yeah. It was a really engaging, really, really community feeling um, in their networking group. And that goes, it speaks to all, all of the things that she does online with this group. So women who do, it's for women to connect, learn and grow together if, you're, if, you're, um, if you have your own business. And the awards will be announced, the winners will be announced on the 5th, did I say 5th? I think you did, yeah. 5th of May, Thursday, 5th of May. And we've been, we're in the top three out of 200. And I was like, what? Our little I didn't potty, know that. Our little potty didn't so well. That's amazing. So look it i know it's not like a there's no vote for us situation there's no here. vote for us but we are going in for the irish podcast awards as well so we'll be hitting we'll you guys up for a little clickety click so Pick yeah up. so we're not we're not looking for votes for this but we do look at the listener numbers and yeah. we are still doing this because you are listening and because yeah. you are sending us messages and you are telling us that our conversations are helpful and interesting and useful. And we are just so beyond delighted to be able to have such a great excuse to get together <laughs> and just have these chats. Um, but also yes. that it is useful. And like we've just demonstrated these conversations are really useful to us too. Yeah. Um, and we're so hopeful and glad that they are interesting and useful to you and um yeah get in touch if you've got any ideas for us for season four because it's gonna be coming soon god season four what that's amazing i actually can't believe that but um thank you everybody so much for listening and for getting in touch it really does keep us going and keeps us growing out loud and showing up and getting uncomfortable if it'll help somebody out so really do please keep those messages coming if you know somebody who would like this do share it with them as well and we'll see you guys very soon for uh-huh. season season four we're yeah. being very vague about a date here but i guess that's on purpose <laughs> yeah well we're kind of coming towards summer holidays so let's see yes. how that goes let's see how um, that goes yeah because we didn't record really in the summer of the last two years because... I mean, holidays should be holidays. Like, this is one of my brand values. Like, yeah. you always think you have more time. There is no more time. It, there is only now. So live the lovely days that you have. Enjoy your holidays fully. Don't be sabotaging your free time with the guilt of trying to work all the time, which is something that, you know, I fight constantly. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, thanks everybody. Aideen, where can we find you online? And do you even have any booking slots left for us this year? Uh, yes, well, thank you, Claire. You'll find me at firechildphotography.com. I do. I have a little bit of availability in July and then September, October, November. We've got a little Very bit good. of availability. How about you, Claire? Where can we find you? How can we hire me? How, how are you? Hire are you? Can, <laughs> how can we hire you? You can pick me up and sweep me off my feet. No, we can, you can find me at clairecreative.com on Instagram, clairecreative underscore com. And you can get in touch with me if you are a solo service-based business owner and you'd like to connect with your lovely, lovely ideal clients online so that you can get more leads, more clients and more consistent income in your business. See, I'm talking about income now. Look at how this podcast has changed me. So that's, I'm, I'm a strategy coach now, officially. Um, and I help well people to show, good, to show up a lot. I'm a you, big girl Claire. now. I'm a big girl. But um, I'm a strategy coach. I help people to to really bring their business to a place that they love running it and it pays them what they need to be paid. And when you go to Claire's website, you will see my testimonial there. She did not pay me for that testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have I have genuinely gotten so much from our work together, Claire. And genuinely, people sign up. Are you doing, you're doing the five days to 5k is your free challenge at the moment. It's running live. Um, A lot of people have just been on a bit because it's school holidays still in other places. So some people couldn't attend live. So I'm I'm considering running it again, but come over to clarecreative.com and join the mailing list and you'll hear about it there. Awesome. Thank you all so much. Yay. And thank you. We had such a nice time. Thank you, Aideen. You're the best. Legends. You're the best pod Legends wife a gal can ask for. I'm getting cheesy now. I think I need to have a sandwich before I go over the top. 